This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise up uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning. So hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle. This is the year of the leader. This is the Leading Second Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Clark and I'm one of the team members here at Leading Second. I'm so glad you've joined us and glad I get to share another great episode that we have in store for you. We have Matt and Jennifer Martin talking about managing frustration in ministry. But before we get into the episode today, I wanted to talk to you about our partner during this season of the podcast, Tithely. Do you want to grow the generosity of your church? Because if you do, then you need to make it easy and convenient to give. And Tithely offers free online giving tools that make it simple for you and your church members to tithe and make offerings. With Tithely, church members can give from their devices. That includes mobile giving, text to give, and of course, giving from your laptop or computer. On average, churches who use Tithely increase their giving by 165% year over year. So if you want to learn more about how you can use Tithely to grow your generosity at your church, go to tithely.com. Today, I'm glad we get to welcome back Matt and Jennifer Martin we're executive pastors at North Rock Church in San Antonio, Texas, and they're talking today about managing frustration in ministry. They sit down with Brandon and have a great conversation. So without further ado, let's listen in. Matt and Jen, welcome back to the Leading Second Podcast. Thank you. So great to be here. I'm so glad to have you guys here. I uh, I love you both. I respect you in ministry. I'm excited for our tribe to get to know you a bit. You're on our coaching team, of course, with um, coaching groups. Yes. yes. Have you enjoyed yes. that this year? Oh, it's been Loved a blast. It. I just love, uh, obviously, the relationships and just the the time with the participants and getting into their world, their coach, uh, their churches, and their life. It's Isn't been, it fascinating? Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Yeah, it's also... So great to know that, you know, the the things that you went through weren't in vain, that now you right. can help someone else. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. It's amazing because everybody's church is unique. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's problems are unique. And then everybody's problems are completely the same. The same. <laughs> right. Yes. Like everybody's yes. dealing with the same yes. churches of tens of thousands and tens. Yeah. Right. Are all dealing with the right. same. Yeah. I keep hearing the same thing. phrase over and over. Um, that I'm, it's just, it's so comforting and so reassuring to know I'm not, I'm not alone. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. Like, mm-hmm. There's somebody else. I heard a phrase. They said, uh, somebody said, there's somebody else that's thinking like I'm thinking and dealing with what I'm dealing with. And mm-hmm. I've never had a place to say that out loud. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, enough of the commercial. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Leadingsecond.com with coaching groups. That'd be great. Yes. Okay. So I'm excited to talk with you both today. And what we're going to talk about today is managing frustration in ministry. Mm. 
I had you guys on for the Whopper. <laughs> Absolutely. Today, how about that? Yeah. Actually, Matt and I were on a on a um, coaching call, and while we were coaching a leader yeah. together, and while we're coaching, I'm like making notes on the side, like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear this, you know. So this is like that. Okay, let's now share it. You know, not a private conversation, yeah. but let's share those principles, you know, with the world. Yeah. And so I'm I'm excited to go there. But first of all, let's set some context. Uh, how long? Have the two of you been in ministry? I want to know that. I want to know what your current roles are at North Rock. But then tell us also how you started your the church you're at, because that's that's an interesting dynamic in that you started it with your pastors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, and I'm I'm going on 20, 29 years of being in ministry, um, wow. and uh, so started in my late teens, and it has been crazy. It's been an amazing ride. The roles I've been able to fill. Uh, Jennifer, I was probably, you'd consider it being in ministry about a year before we got married. She knew what she was marrying into. Absolutely. So sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> she thought she might know. And, uh, but then over the last 15 years, we, uh, we've been in San Antonio um, and we moved there and helped start North Rock Church with Pastor Jonathan and Alicia Moore. And we had nobody, no money, no clue. I just we <laughs> nothing. Just we a just, hope and a prayer. Yeah. So let's see if we can make this work. And started with about eleven people and didn't yeah. know didn't know anyone. And so we just just dove off into it. Well, and, and God's been so kind to North Rock. Yeah. And yes. the church yes. has really expanded yeah. and, and grown. But yet what I love is that for, from day one you were owners. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, you know, yes. in, in your hearts. You yeah, did, we, day one this thing was mm-hmm. Yeah, we sold our house where we were living. We moved to um moved to San Antonio. Um, we personally put tens of thousands of dollars in to start the church. Pastor mm-hmm. Jonathan sold his house where he was living. He moved there, put tens of thousands of dollars. So we were terrible fundraisers. Like we just, we just happened to sell houses that had equity in them. And we, we, that's how we started a church. And, um, we moved to San Antonio and we, and we bought houses and said, we're, we're here. We're we're here. And, uh, had no clue if it would work, you know, we, we, there was just no guarantee of anything. And, but we went all in and went in all, all in with our pastors and said, we're, we're here. And, um, you know, it, it was a fun conversation. I remember, um, we were we were riding down um, Highway 281 right through the heart of San Antonio in, in the region where we planted the church, and we'd been talking about it, praying about it. We'd we'd visited several times, and I just remember looking over at him. Uh, he and I were in the front seat of the car. And Jennifer and Alicia were in the back, and I just looked over and said, "We're in, we're in," and didn't wow. realize the depth of and the weight of the words at that time. I felt it a little bit, but I didn't realize the extent of it. Yeah, don't you think if you knew. It's like you may not have done it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. If for I sure. Because I, yes. I was around North Rock in one of its first couple of years. Yes. And, you know, um, you're in a high school auditorium yeah. that, you know, it's kind of like you barely make a dent in it some Sundays. And oh, we, were, just, we just, were BBs in a boxcar just rolling. It was yeah. terrible. It but, was I mean, terrible. those those days are so dang discouraging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's like, had you known, would you have even you know, yeah. jumped into it or, yeah. or something. Yeah. But, and we'll get into that though. Those years you're talking about right there. Actually, we're going to talk about a little bit more here in a little bit. So, so the, the context here, I want everyone to understand is you both are executive pastors, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, at the church today, but, but you were, you were day oneers, yeah. you know, you're, you're in. And, um, also I have to note, by the way, that your grandparents. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> And it the is most so exciting. We're talking to grandma baby. and grandpa today, everybody. Yes, but we still feel really young. Yeah. What I, I just love the fact that we're only a few years 
a couple years difference in age, but we're in a different generation <laughs> is, is what I'm just calling it now. I mean, your grandma and grandma, I mean, I am, I'm wiping my actual kid's butt yes, still and, and you're wiping, wiping uh, grandkids. Grand. I'm, yes. I'm just saying yeah. like, like it's different. You yes. get to give yours back. Yes, I do. And it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she and she's the most amazing thing ever. She is. She is. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So, uh, this is a rhetorical question. Um, but have you ever experienced frustration in ministry? I can even hardly say it without laughing. Um, you don't plan a church without experiencing frustration. You don't lead in ministry. Frustration um, is heavy, but it's an inevitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, we're at an event right now, and we heard a pastor say yesterday, if you're not experiencing pain and yeah. failure and frustration, you're not leading. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it comes with the territory, and I think our hope today is to give some handles, but partly through your stories, because I yeah. think we learn well through stories. We, we, we find ourselves in other people's stories. So maybe if you could just start us off by sharing a moment or two that stands out to you from, like, when frustration set in for you on the journey. Yeah, there's a lot of those moments, obviously, over 15 years now. Um, I, I want to go back, and you, you, you'd mentioned this um, the statement that's really kind of set the tone for me as we were, as we're coaching other leaders that are frustrated, um, it became, it was just a kind of a shining light for me. And I talked about early on. Um, and I think this is a, a lot of, you know, leaders, second chair leaders, those that, that are working with their senior leader to, to build something, to accomplish something. And I, my, you know, it was, it was a short lived period, but, you know, you still have to acknowledge the truth of it is that my ego got in the way because as you oh, just wow. heard in our story that, you know, we moved there, we went all in, we, you know, we gave, we, you know, we did all these things because um, we, we were sold out to the idea. And then the idea wasn't working as fast as we wanted it to. Mm. And, you know, so then that led to a lot of frustration because then, you know, there, there are no people, there are no money um, or there is no money. And there, there, there's no, there's no outlet here to see that, Oh, okay. Well, in six months, it's going to be better. It's just like, oh God, we're it's you know more of the same, and this is and more and same is not good right now. Mm. But my ego, you know, there were times my ego got in the way uh, early on because I felt like maybe I'm carrying or that I was carrying half the weight because we, I mean, we started this together. We're in this. There's nobody else. So I'm doing my part. Pastor Jonathan's doing his part, and so I'm carrying half the weight. And so it would create frustration when he would do something I didn't agree with, or I would do something he didn't agree with. And we would get these, there would be some tension. And then I had a realization and thankfully I had it early on that I'm not carrying half the weight. Mm. He's carrying all the weight. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm here to help support him in carrying that weight. The, the weight and the calling of a senior leader Mm. is is so is so much more and 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 you know and just my my ignorance and my ego got in the way thinking well I'm I'm doing my part so I'm carrying half of this no he laid in bed at night and worried about his part my part that's right the part God mm-hmm. called him to do that mm-hmm. we're not accomplishing yet and I'm just laying in bed over here frustrated Think with what I'm part. not getting done that's and right. what he what how I feel like he should be acting and he's not acting that way so I'm frustrated with him and I'm frustrated you know and so the realization that that I am I am not carrying half the weight of a fourth of the weight I mm. it, I have responsibilities 
But the weight I'm feeling is when I'm holding his arm up. Wow. The weight I'm feeling is when I've got my arms around his back. And I said, we got this. The weight I'm feeling is totally different than the, because the calling God placed on Pastor Jonathan and Alicia Moore to move to San Antonio, Texas to start a church, you know, God, God called them to that city. They feel the weight of that. I didn't go to San Antonio because God called me. I went to San Antonio because I was on a phone call with Pastor Jonathan. He said, hey, won't you come with us? I'm like, eh, that sounds cute and all, but send me a postcard. And then Jennifer <laughs> was like, I think we might should do this. Um, but but just understanding that, it, being in that seat, because there were there were no official titles back in that. I right. mean, you know, we everybody did everything. That's right. And there's a lot of churches, you know, even years deep, that that's still the, the reality of it. Yep. But yet uh, that leader gets in the idea of thinking, well, I'm carrying a fourth of the weight or half the weight. Or, that's so good, man. And, um, and that's just not the reality. You're, mm-hmm. Our job there is to help them support all of the weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you that it didn't prompt you on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm just interested in right now, especially for all of us who are like OG and been around our thing for a while. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, been at my church for my whole life, yeah. you know, 41 years. Yeah. yeah. What is it like to see others come along midstream and now start carrying and owning the thing that you've been a part of the whole time? <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest thing? It is. And, yes. and I don't mean to be snarky, but it's like others come in and they're owning it. And you look at them like partly like you don't you don't even know what you're owning. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. A, I mean, just, just being, being, and I don't mean that me, but yes. yeah, that's a weird yes. feeling for those that, that, and I, I'm going to go somewhere with this, yeah. but I would just love if, if you guys ever felt that. Mm. Yeah. So I've, I've, I feel like many times I said, I would tell him, I'm so glad they're here, but where have they been? We've been here. We've been here grinding it out. Where were they? They weren't here when it sucked, yeah. and now they want to come along and enjoy exactly. the good there parts. It is. There it is. There it is. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, you know, you, you thank God that they're here now, but you definitely are like, man, you know, you are benefiting from the the much much sweat yes. and tears yes. and and all of the things that we were part of. However, I will say, the ones that were there in the beginning or early on there is a much more of an ownership buy-in. And totally. when they come along later, sometimes that's missing and you have to work with them to help them become an owner of it. And, and it's it's not like you walk around and expect everybody to repay the price that you pay. Right. No. You, you know, those, right. that, those that bit, start, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, those that start something, I mean, we, we, we started it to, to pay a price to lay a foundation so that they could walk yeah. in blessing right you know so it's 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 but it's just a carnal part of leadership if you get into it 10 plus years you you start to see others carry your baby Mm -hmm. and it's it's, sometimes they don't carry it right and it's just a funny (laughs) thing yes they you're like that is not what we wanted that to look like when we started that so why are you carrying that baby that way i will say too something out of um predictable success that les McEwen said in that book if you've ever read that book was he talks about when you when you refer to the old days and how frustrating that can be for your team sure because they're like i can't help it i wasn't here and right. and you've made this thing this big yeah. 
almost an idol. Out yes, of it. and yeah. and I we weren't part of that. And and I, I when I read that part in the book, I thought, oh gosh, we've been so guilty of that. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know. One hundred. But I you know, I'm just bringing it up because for those who are a little more seasoned in their roles or started their church or maybe those that are starting churches now, yeah. um. In 10, 15 years, you're going to experience this. Yes. this, this and yes. that, this is an element of frustration. And I think mm-hmm. it sneaks up on you and yeah. you just don't yeah. see it coming. You All of a sudden it stings you one day and you're like, where, where did that come well, from? Well, one of the biggest things that this happened to us is when we moved from a portable to permanent. And as soon as we had permanent... We couldn't hold everybody. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, like the we were three miles sort of, yeah. down the road right. in a school and you couldn't come then, but now you're here. <laughs> and now you want to so. come lead and be a part of what's happening over here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what have you done over the years when you find yourself on a different page with your pastor? Because this is another little lane of frustration mm-hmm. that second chair leaders deal with. And I'm always curious. I ask this question in different ways often. But like, where do you go to in scripture? Just what are your anchors? What are your handles? You know, when the, when the things I go, shaking, what, what what do you grab onto? I go to the New Testament where um, in the garden, Peter grabs the sword and cuts the <laughs> soldier's ear off. Then I go to where it does feel like that sometimes. Then I go, then I go to uh, Saul and David, and yeah. you know who can kill who? No, not really. I don't. I'm just Jennifer has a better answer here. Well, no, I don't. I do. I do. I think I, I, someone taught Charlotte uh, Gamble taught on this years ago at team church, but I, I think you end up with a drawer full of ears. Sometimes if you're not careful, oh, you, walk, you walk around with it. And, and I def- wasn't aiming at the and ear. You're defending your leader. You're, you're defending your yes. leader and you got everybody else's ear anyways. Yeah, yeah yes. that's real. So I would like to say that I've went to scripture every time for anchor, but I don't think I have. I, as a matter of fact, I don't think I probably have near enough. Um, but I, I think that, you know, obviously our pastors have frustrated us and, and that's, that's two sided. We have also frustrated, frustrated them. them. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and, um, as a matter of fact, we told our pastors, we were doing this and, and my pastor's wife said, oh, well, you have tons of content. <laughs> you're, you're golden. You've got loads of content. You're good. So, um, there, there have obviously been frustrating moments and, and I think, um, Many years ago, I, I I heard Matthew 18 kind of broken down, and and that has that has been my anchor. True offense, and I think there's a difference between me being sensitive and true offense or right. frustration from my pastor. And and when has my pastor done something that I felt like I needed to go have a conversation with him about? And I just kind of have a filter of. If, if there's something that is frustrating me, this happened not too long ago in a meeting and I always leave, leave out and I want to sleep on it one night before I say Absolutely. anything, before I deal with it, I want to sleep on it one night. I want to pray about it the next morning. And then if I still feel like, Hey, we need to have a conversation about this. I'm going to schedule that conversation. I'm going to have that conversation. And that Matthew 18 has just kind of helped me with that to, to make sure that I am not letting, I, I feel like we lead a lot of young leaders and I feel like that there's this epidemic of sensitivity in, in probably everywhere. I don't want to say just the church, just in culture. Oh yeah. And, and there's a difference between sensitivity to something and and feedback sensitivity to feedback versus true you know 
frustration and offense. And we have to differentiate the two. So I have a question for you. What would you say to the leader who wants to push back or offer a no, who doesn't feel like they have the invitation, but they, they see something? Mm-hmm. I... Well, there are there are times where we have do not have the invitation. You know, like sure. he did, there are certain areas where we we may not be asked. You know, what do you think of this? Not many, but I, as a matter of fact, I can't think of one right now. But I know through over time, yeah. we have earned our our ability. To, you know, fifteen years in to yeah, be absolutely. able to say to speak into almost any environment. But there were times where we didn't. We, we didn't, we weren't able to speak into those. And, um, you know, I think I learned to trust my pastor, even when I didn't understand and know that even if it was a mistake, we were going to fix it. We would be able to fix it. I had their back no matter what. Mm, yeah. Like even if even if That's I don't great, agree Jennifer. with this, yeah. I had their back no matter what, and I was going to help them fix it if it was the wrong the wrong mistake, and we all found out later. Yeah, it's not it's not fatal. No, right. like it no. Maybe, maybe feels like it's going to be right. right. And sometimes, sometimes in leadership, we sit in our seat and we think we know everything. That's right. But but we don't. We're all making. Everybody on the team is making the best decision they can to move the church forward. No one more than the pastor. So That's they're right. not trying to make a wrong decision. So sometimes our ego and our pride can, can you know, mm. we think we know better. Well, this is their baby. They, right. they have way more invested than we do. That's right. So yeah. they are making Absolutely. the best de- decision that they can for the organization. Let me ask you this question because, I, I, you know, we, I, I wanted to start us out and just go right deep yeah. end, help people feel seen, you know, in, in different moments of frustration. I'm sure there's many more that could pop up. But let me ask you this. Can frustration be productive? Because mm. I actually believe that frustration can be productive. Mm-hmm. I believe that frustration can either be God doing a work in us or God, you know, setting us up to to help the organization in a specific mm-hmm. way. So I guess I'm just curious, have you seen frustration redeemed where God uses these moments Mm -hmm. somehow redemptively in your leadership journey. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said, frustration in ministry, a lot of times I'm finding that it's God doing a work in me. You know, it's, it's, it's very personal. It's my insecurities where I'm insufficient, Uh, maybe a little bit of, of disagreement or or bitterness, you know, before it takes root is kind of, and so that, that frustration. So God, what are you, what are you doing in me? And then, and then, as you just said, frustration can also be me doing a work for God. So it's God doing a work in me, and then the flip side, me doing a work for God. Because when I get frustrated by something, it spurs me to action. Mm. If I see, if I okay, if I'm you know laying in bed at night, or I'm driving to the office, or I'm going to a meeting, and it's that constant, then I need to go do something about it. If I'm always frustrated with my team, I need to be a better leader. Um, if I'm always frustrated with my leader, I need to be a better follower mm. and working through those things. It pushes me to, 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 to action. And when I've been most frustrated with my leader, typically it's because I wasn't being a good follower. 
And mm. I allowed me to get in the way of, of we, you know, yeah. I've allowed, I allowed me to get in the way of the organization and what we're doing. And so, yeah, I, I've seen it many it's times really out of frustration, um, actually something productive or a productive conversation. I always, mm. I always tell our team, I'm not afraid of, of, of hard conversations or, or because they can be very constructive because we, we set a, one, you, you, I think you broaden the the foundation a little bit because we get to speak candidly and, you know, and go, okay, here's what we're, we're frustrated about. Here's what we're trying to work through. And it, and it builds better for the next issue that comes yeah. on because you're always mm-hmm. going to have the next issue. That, that was a thought I had was, I think like if I was talking to a younger leader right yeah. now, I would say for the starting point of your frustration, you probably have immaturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That needs mm-hmm. to get shaved off, yeah. mm-hmm. and this oh, yeah. is a great time yes. mm-hmm. to consider your yourself mm-hmm. and your character and your heart, because I think some of my earlier frustrations were just more the result of my my own immaturity. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now, now, though, later on, I actually feel like my frustrations are more warranted. I actually feel like as I've grown up and become mature, I the the frustrations I have are really not as much about me anymore. I actually see legitimate right. things that are problems. Yeah. Mm. So now you know, once you get out of you and you mm-hmm. kind of get you out of mm-hmm. the way, now I feel like I actually see, but but it's still frustration. Yes. <laughs> right. And and it, it still begs the question I, I guess the discipline that I'm trying to develop for myself in these moments is can I sit down long enough to identify exactly what am I frustrated in? Cause I'm a feeler. I'm emotion driven, but my, it isn't emotions, not helpful to my pastor no. going mm-hmm. into his office. Right. And go, well, I'm frustrated. Well, that's not going to help anybody. No. Uh, it's not going to be productive, right. but if I can boil it down, we may actually get to some things that are, that, that, that are real, that are actionable mm-hmm. things that we can do. I just noticed that for a long time, my immaturity's got in the way. And I think younger leaders need to really deal with some of those mm-hmm. things first oh, mm-hmm. in, in order to get to the productive side right. of frustration. So I had a leader in my office a, a few weeks ago and, and they were in tears and they literally said this to me, I'm just so frustrated. And I said, well, I am so excited for you that you are frustrated. And I really meant that because I feel like sometimes those moments are where we are able, they're a tipping point. To me, they're a tipping point for young leaders. Um, and this particular one is is certainly at a tipping point. Either you are going to get better. There, There's a, a the Duke, um, I, I'm, I've left women's, my notes. Yeah, the women's coach. basketball coach. Her name's Kara Lawson. And I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen this clip, it's kind of everywhere right now, but she talks about handle hard better. And it's a mm. two minute clip on YouTube. And she's yes. talking to her basketball team and she says, everybody's looking for easy. There is no such thing as easy. What we actually do is learn to handle hard better. Mm. And I feel like frustration helps you handle hard better. Yes. We went through a season back in 2017, 2018 at North Rock. And we've, we refer to that season as our necessary season. Wow. That season was necessary. Was it frustrating? Absolutely. Did we all want to quit, including our pastors? Yes. But it was our necessary season because we had to go through that to get here. And we learned how to to handle hard better. And so frustrating seasons should be welcomed. You can't have comfort and growth. Mm. And so if you're comfortable and you're not. I know. I know. (laughs) Sucks. Um, 
you have, you know, frustration is a form of, of uncomfortable and, and growth can happen through that. And so I, I actually, um, feel like great things come out of frustration. I don't know that I have, you guys are brilliant. I don't know that I have another question, but I would love if you could share, just share a war story, like maybe one we haven't got to yet. Um, I would just, I, I love stories. I love hearing people's journey. So there's a leader sitting out there. They got, what is this? 20 something minutes in. So they're listening. They need this conversation right now. Just so tell oh, oh, grandpa, okay. tell us a story. There we go. <laughs> grandpa, <laughs> tell us about the good old morning. <laughs> the judge starts singing yeah, here. We got a little music. Okay. So let, let me say this, and we'll tell a couple stories around this, but. Um, I want to set the tone as well. What we didn't do when we were frustrated and when we were uh, on different pages than our leaders or in the, with, with our ministry as a whole. Um, you know, we didn't go say anything to our friends. We weren't trying to get advice from them. We didn't, we didn't go to other staff members and like, man, we're so, you know, irritated for, you know, those are things we didn't do. Even in Very seasons good. of frustration, we always had our leaders back. Absolutely. Now, you know, we may want to punch them in the throat, but we were going to catch them <laughs> after we hit them. I mean, we, we had them. Um, and so we, we, the other thing we wouldn't do, and this is, this is easy to do, especially in the world of social media, cause you can be so vague and have this, you know, oh, this, this prayer request idea out there. We didn't drop questionable comments or leave an open ended statement out there that would make people question them. And that's something people do in air in, in, uh, in times of frustration. Oh, yeah, you know, it's you know, it's the you know, they get on it uh, on uh, on social media. Please pray for me right now. Can't talk about it. Really? You know, yeah, but anyway, yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what we didn't do. Um, so a couple of um a couple of war stories. Man, there was a season where um the we call it, so we have the necessary season. That's that was a few years ago. And then we have the dark years as we refer Oof. to them. And uh dark years. 2 to 3 years in. And I was, um, I was working about three jobs and a couple hundred bucks a month from the church uh, to offset something. And uh, <laughs> we're not sure what, but that's what we were all doing. I mean, like, 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 like pastor, we, he was taking the same thing. It wasn't like, you know, nobody had a salary and uh, nobody, nobody was, you know, it was, it, it was bad. And um, we're like, man, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm trying to figure out how to make a living. Jennifer's, you know, she's, you know, we're both working. We got young kids at this time. There's a lot of frustration. And so I pull up to Pastor Jonathan's house and I get there and I'm going to quit. Like, this is the day <laughs> that I'm done. I, I can't take it no more. Oh, and, no. and as an Enneagram 2 people pleaser, I had mustered up all the courage I had. And, um, and so I'm like, I'm going to pull in there and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him how much I appreciated this opportunity. Cause he told me it was the opportunity of a lifetime when we yes, started and, and he's lied to me now and <laughs> I'm not going to hold him accountable for that, but I'm quitting. This is, this is the day. And, and you have to know, Matt had this old beat up truck. I mean, it was just like, it was terrible. Old, old, old. it truck. like made so much noise yeah, rattling. So, <laughs> that's so what we pulled the trailers so, with though. That's yeah. how we pulled yeah. the trailers to set up and yes. tear down. So you're driving this Yeah, up. so I pull up there in my noisy truck. I pull in front of and I get there and again, I'm nervous because I'm like, man, I, I went all in <laughs> and I'm about to go all out. Now, I'm not going to leave the church, but I've got to go make a living for my family. 
and he when I pull up, he's pacing in the yard. Pastor Jonathan is, and he's 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 like pulling his hair and like and so I turn my truck off and I I step around and I, I I'm looking at him and I'm like hey, and he doesn't even acknowledge that I'm there. And he says, it's gone. It's gone. And I'm like, oh, oh we've, we've lost something in the front yard here. And so I'm looking in the grass, you know, and I'm looking down. And he's just he, he, he just pacing. I don't know where it's at. It's gone. And I'm like, I, okay. So finally I said, what are we looking for? And, um, and he just stops and looks at me. I can just see the, you know, the look on his face. Because I had, we had completely ran out of money on our savings. We were buying groceries on credit cards. I mean, wow. it was just, you know, yeah. th- this was a lot. And he looks at me and just with the distraught look on his face, he said, all of my money, it's gone. And I said, do, do what? And he said, in my mind, I had this, you know, set amount of money in my savings, but, but my checking's been pulling off of that. And I really have, I just, I didn't balance. I didn't look at it. I'm broke and I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. And I just didn't have the heart. Ugh. And so I just put my arm around him and I said, you know what? We're going to figure it out. And we're going to make it. And then I'm mad mm. at myself because I'm like, I come over here to quit. And I just signed up. I just signed another contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a broke. <laughs> With a broke, yeah, broke organization, broke pastor. We're all broke. And I just put my arm around him and I said, we're going to figure this out. And yes. that that was a little bit, for me, That is that was a little bit of a defining moment because um, I, I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I talking about making it productive, in that moment, God did a work in me, and it, it fired me up, and the church actually began to take off. I mean, we, there were some things that happened um, that, that we did as an organization, but over the next year, we were in a completely different spot. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that was a galvanizing moment. That mm-hmm. frustration became, because I, I did. I, I mean, we'd, we'd worked out a plan, and she and I was like, okay, this is, I, I've never quit anything before, but I'm about to quit this. So Yeah. Yes. I mean, I have loads of war stories, so we'll just narrow it down. Um, I did quit one time. We were, um, it's a funny story, but it was, it was a horrible moment. I I'm over a huge department and we had just had, uh, uh, most of our staff had, had, um, exited. And so I'm wearing many hats and it's a Saturday night before a Saturday night service and it's actually after our Saturday night service, and I'm in the lobby, and and our head usher, who's been with us a long time, hands me his keys, and I'm confused, and I'm like, what is happening here? And he says, I'm done. I'm done. And and I didn't know that there had been some things happening behind the scenes with some people causing, you know, major issues, major major confusion, and um, things. But anyways, he hands me these keys, and and I'm stunned. And I, in that moment, I, I can usually roll with whatever, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a person that loves a plan. Give me a problem. I can go put a plan together, but it was just, it was in during the necessary season. And in the, while you, we were in it, it didn't feel necessary. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's, we're in the middle of this and I took these keys and I could tell the breakdown is about to happen. Like there, there's about, there's a breakdown coming. So I hightailed it out and, and our building, we, I didn't have an office. Um, and so I went to pastor Jonathan's office. I knew he wouldn't be in it and I made it to the office and I made it to a corner and I curled up on the corner in the floor seriously, pastor Jonathan's (laughs) office. And I'm sobbing, sobbing hysterically 
and I'm holding all these keys. <laughs> and and Matt comes in there, and I'm I'm. It's one I, of those. I turned around and walked it's out. One I of said, those I don't know what to do with this. That like you can't stop. Like it's been building for a while. And Pastor Jonathan comes in, and he kneels down beside me, and I looked at him, and I said, I quit. I'm done. I didn't sign up for this. And he said, oh, no, you didn't. Get up. We're going to go over. Alicia's cooking spaghetti. We're going to go home and eat spaghetti. <laughs> and uh, you and Matt come over, and and you're you're going to get up tomorrow, and we're going to do it again tomorrow. And I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm done. And he said, no, you're not. You're going to feel differently tomorrow, Jennifer. We got this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I tried to quit, and here I am. I'm still, I'm still here. So. And isn't it so redemptive now to yes. walk through, you know, three locations, yeah. mm-hmm. thousands of people on the weekend, yeah. campus four coming. Yep. You have yep. a you have a vision well beyond that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it God God redeemed? He yes. truly is right. faithful. Yeah. And, and right. we're we're living in the benefit and the blessing of it yeah. now. Um that's right. And and there is, there's a there's a true gratitude um that that really drives a lot of our decisions today and and our, yeah. our mentality around it so. you know i'm I, I think you have great words jen I, I am excited for the person frustrated that's listening to this today mm-hmm. you know the, the last time i think i was in a major season of frustration and i actually did turn in a version of i mean i was a volunteer staff so i don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much you can resign but i did i, I turned in I, I called a couple staff members and said hey after you know after my commitments over the next couple of months, um, I'm done, you know, I'm, and it was actually out of that season that we got leading second. And, yeah. and it, it, I will say like, God, God just has a way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's preparing you, mm-hmm. you know, through, in, in fact, my, my prayer recently in, in a, in a moment of frustration, my prayer recently was, you know, thank you, God, you're building new capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in my family today, right now, and you're building new capacity in us today, obviously. So, you know, maybe I, that's that, why the writers say "count it all joy," right? That's it. In that season, it's funny that you know, again, how amazing God is. And yep. I talked with a leader recently, and because of what we've been through in seasons of frustration, it was it felt verbatim to him. And he called me back later, and he said, "He said I've." Uh, I'm just so grateful that you were able to speak into my life. And I'm like, well, I am too. I'm not grateful for what allowed me to be able to say the things the way that I said them. But I mean, I guess I'm grateful for them, but you know, because yep. it was, it was ugly in that season, yep. but to see God. And so God's redeeming it in so many ways. Yep. And uh, you know, what, one of the things that I, I think when it comes to this frustration idea as well is just because we're doing spiritual work, we don't get to over spiritualize the frustration sometimes. And we get guilty, and we're guilty of that at times. Um, and, you know, we, we try to make every disagreement with the leader turn into a Saul and David situation. No, you just have a different preference. You just have a different. Yeah. And so as you look back, that's been part of, in our maturity around this, has been a huge part of that, that when we were frustrated, when we were, you know, having those moments that now, I can look back and I'm be like, oh, that's a spiritual attack. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, the, the enemy's trying to wreck us. And then, the, you know, another time you look back and you're like, no, they're just an idiot. Like, they're just being stupid. Quit, quit making that spiritual because, you know, they, they don't know how to act or talk or, or, or whatever, you know, or they've got a bad attitude. So that, that has been another one of the uh, kind of hallmark moments around it. 
Yeah. Well, hey, I, I want to thank you both for being absolute soldiers in, um, you know, your your ministry, your your service at North Rock. Yeah. You guys, you guys mean a lot uh, to leading second. You mean a lot to your church. So thank you both. Absolutely. And um, and we love you. Yes. Oh. Thank you so much. We love you guys and everything. We love we love this crew, this tribe. To find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook. Facebook.